0: Hello. Do you even blog listeners? This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. The digital doors to online impact are opening up this week only. That would be November nine through November 13 and will not be open again until October, 2021, a year from now. So Online Impact is my private membership community for bloggers and podcasters and online biz entrepreneurs where you will get access to all of my courses, literally every single one, all of my tools, mastermind group matching quarterly workshops, live calls with the community, way more stuff. That's what you'll get. But here's what you'll be able to to do. Grow more and grow faster. Stay on top of your learning with new ideas. And more importantly, I would argue, feedback on your strategy. Feedback on your ideas. Questions answered. Accountability to implement said learning. And stay responsible for building the business you want to build faster and with less headache. I 100% guarantee that. $5,000 worth of value in the courses and tools alone. Yours this week only for 50 bucks a month. So come join us. It's open this week only. Learn more at onlineimpact.co. That's onlineimpact.co. Now on with the show. Hello, do you even blog listeners? This podcast is sponsored by me. That's right. The digital doors to online impact are opening up this week only. That would be November 9 through November 13 and will not be open again until October 2021 a year from now. So Online Impact is my private membership community for bloggers and podcasters and online biz entrepreneurs where you will get access to all of my courses, literally every single one, all of my tools, mastermind group matching quarterly workshops, live calls with the community, way more stuff. That's what you'll get. But here's what you'll be able to to do. Grow more and grow faster. Stay on top of your learning with new ideas. And more importantly, I would argue, feedback on your strategy. Feedback on your ideas. Questions answered. Accountability to implement said learning. And stay responsible for building the business you want to build Faster and with less headache. I 100% guarantee that. $5,000 worth of value in the courses and tools alone. Yours this week only for 50 bucks a month. So come join us. It's open this week only. Learn more at OnlineImpact.co. That's OnlineImpact.co. Now on with the show. It to build a community. That is the quickest way it to grow. It does but if not feeling that love, like maybe the blogging thing is We need to get traffic. We need to get a lot of traffic. You're not know, getting as many downloads as, as you as want. your you You're going to make a fraction of the amount of money. That make 000 000. Month. For me, like it worked because I just kind of outlasted. Take the risk of putting yourself out there and be unique. And like, be the unique fact yourself. That this is not a blog. This is a business. I'm Jessica. I'm what's I'm what's up, up? What's up? Nick Loper. I'm Tanya from Our Next Life. Nick True. I'm Jessica I'm Monica Louis, I'm JD Rock, and you're listening. You are listening, and you're listening to the Do You Even Blog podcast. What's up, Do You Even Tribe? Pete McPherson, thank you for listening to the Do You Even Blog podcast. As always, no interview for you today. Uh, It's actually becoming in a few days. Jessica Morehouse, really great podcast interview. That's going to be dropping in a couple of days. I wanted to release this one first because I am super fired up about this. So the backstory is thus. I interviewed Grant Sabatier from millennialmoney.com. He's working his way up to a million views a month. He made, what, over $450,000 from his blog last year. He's already a millionaire by age 30. He's on ABC tonight, by the way. Actually, a little sneak preview for you. Do you even try, members? Grant promised me that he would rub his beard on national television tonight. ABC, I believe it's Nightline, Night Live. I don't know. I don't watch TV, so I don't really know what it's called. But he's on ABC Friday night in January, if you're listening to this today. And he's going to rub his beard for Do You Even Blog listeners. That's that's our little sign. He's just going to give us a little nod on live television. You can uh, go watch that Friday night. Or maybe he'll you know post uh, a review of it on his website or something like that. A little nod to us. Good job good going guys. Anyways, I digress. Oh boy. This is going to be a good podcast. Uh, I wanted to bring you a huge takeaway. I got from our conversation yesterday. Grant is an SEO master. I knew that kind of going into the conversation, but after I was done, I was like, oh my gosh, he was like blowing my mind with his depth of knowledge. And I was just, yeah, I I wrote down like three takeaways and I'm like, I got to do this for do you even blog like this weekend. So I thought I would bring you one of those right now as sort of a optional, of course, homework assignment. So we're all adults, but I thought it'd be cool to, you know, start bringing on like fan mail Friday or fan question Friday or, you know, something like that in an effort to just provide you guys with like a little quick thing for the weekend, in my opinion, and hopefully make it something actionable. So. Without further ado, I am going to present to you your homework for this weekend, which does, by the way, come from a fan question on Twitter. I'm going to read that right now. Ty Roberts from Get Rich Quickish at GetRichQuickish on Twitter, GetRichQuickish.com. That's a tongue twister, Ty. I don't know. That's pretty hard, buddy. Anyway, he asked of Grant, by the way, he wasn't asking me, if I want an SEO makeover, where should I focus my time to get the best results? So I'll actually amend that to say, where can I focus my time right now to get the biggest ROI on my time? Uh, results for SEO can mean any number of things that would take forever to go into. And for that, you'll have to listen to my interview with Grant, which will come out in a week or two. But for now, I want to present what Grant said to do for this question. If I want an SEO makeover, where should I focus my time right now to get the best results? The answer lies in optimizing your site structure. I love this idea. I've been obsessing with it ever since yesterday. Like literally it's all I was thinking about last night and this morning I'm pouring through my own site, just getting excited about letting Google know where my site is and what's on my site. So I want to talk about this in two parts. One, why is this important? And then two, what you can do this weekend simply Easily, like seriously, it's not hard at all. You don't have to do any brain-powered thinking, excruciating blog work at all. It's easy to clean up. I want to share with you what you can do. But before I do that, I have to hit the why so you're not just like, I don't know, Pete, that sounds like kind of unnecessary or whatnot. I would have said that too until Grant explained why this is so crucial for your blog. Okay. Let me read something from the Yoast blog. Structuring your website is crucial for both usability and findability. A lot of sites lack a decent structure to guide visitors to like the product or content they're looking for. Apart from that, having a very clear site structure leads to better understanding of your site by Google. So it's very important for your SEO. Yesterday, Grant echoed this very strongly. He said, this is the number one thing that can be done in like a day or two, just to go back through your site and clean up the categories, the tags, your menu bar, your taxonomy, your basic site structure. And again, in just a second, we'll get into what you can do. But Grant said, this is extremely important for one Google more than ever before is super smart. Like that lady Google algorithm, we don't even know how it works as bloggers. Like no one does. Only the people at Google that are getting paid like $180,000 a year just to manage this algorithm. They're the only ones who know how it works. But we do know it is smarter than ever and getting smarter every day. In fact, it's smarter than us. It knows a user's intent. When somebody goes to Google and searches in something, 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 Google knows better better. Even than that person, even than the user, what they're searching for sometimes. Maybe you've even encountered this, by the way. It's a little scary sometimes. The point is now more than ever before, Google SEO is about user intent. I'm going to say that again. Google SEO is about user intent. So Google wants to know what your blog is about. What is your blog about? personal finance? Is it about travel? Is it about blogging? Is it about parenting? Is it about momming? Is it about momming with three kids? Is it about momming with three kids while being African-American? Like what is your blog about? And the way Google knows this is by crawling your site. I'm not really going to go into what that means so much as Google just looks at like every single page of your site. They look at the titles. They look at the descriptions of your homepage, of your about page, of your blog post, of your podcast pages, uh, of your category pages. They look at everything. Google looks at your entire site and tries to determine what your blog is about. So this is why site structure is so important. You're telling Google you're making it as easy as humanly possible. No, 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 let me rephrase. You're making it as easy easily as robot possible to determine exactly what your site is so you can rank better for the topics that you're interested in ranking for. You get that? Let me say that again because I want to make this crystal clear. You are telling Google with your site structure what your blog is about and what each blog post is about. So here's a quick example to show how this is important. Let's say you blog about personal finance, specifically budgeting. You do a lot of budgeting, how to save money on car insurance, how to save money on groceries, frugality, all that great stuff. And let's say one day you've got a little bit of traffic, you want to monetize some Bluehost affiliate links, so you post how to start a blog using Bluehost. And it's great. You're going to make a whole bunch of money. You're going to be optimizing for the keywords how to start a blog. First of all, those are really hard keywords in general, but even if they weren't, Google is going to look at your entire site and see like, wait a minute, this blog is about Budgeting. He has 75 blog posts about budgeting and he has two blog posts about blogging. Google is going to say, okay, that's not really what this site is. We're going to rank you lower. Again, this is an extreme example, by the way. So there are always exceptions to this, but for example's sake, the same thing. Similarly, my blog is about blogging. I talk a lot about SEO and launching products and getting traffic and managing social media and writing good content. Uh, If I decided I wanted to rank for student loan reviews or student loan refinancing companies, and I was targeting that keyword, Google's going to be crawling my site like, nope, uh uh-uh. You have 20 posts on traffic. You have 25 posts on SEO. You have 30 posts on building good content. And you have one post on student loans. They're going to be like, no, I don't know about that. So the importance of site structure is to rank For those keywords that you need and want to be ranking for going back to the budgeting example, if they wanted to talk about saving money on XYZ, I don't know what that'd be saving money on laptop computers, they might be able to rank for those keywords a lot better because they have 20, 75 other blog posts about saving money. That's what the site is about. Saving money on X, saving money on Y, saving money on Z, saving money on laptop computers. Google's going to look at the site structure and they're going to be like, oh yes, okay. This person has 70 posts on saving money on stuff. We're going to rank him high for saving money on laptop computers. Going back to my example, if I decided to rank for tool blogging tools for good content, And they saw that I have a lot of stuff concerning blog content, writing better blog content, how to write better, how to write better headlines, how to write all this other stuff. They might see, oh, he has a whole category called how to make better content. And he has 30 posts in that category. Yes, this is a website about how to make better content. I'm going to rank them higher. Do those make any sense? I hope those make any sense. I made those up off the top of my head, but basically your site structure is going to be telling Google what your site is about. So if you have a whole area, a whole category of your site dedicated to travel hacking with credit cards, when you want to rank for a new keyword in travel hacking with credit cards, Google's going to be like, Oh yes, that's what this site is about. It's extremely important to get your basic site structure down So you can tell Google what your site is about. And when you want to rank for new keywords in those topics, Google will have a very clear understanding of, oh, yes, I see that category on your site. I see you have 15 other blog posts in the same category. That's what this site is about. Boom. Top of the rankings. Or at least, you know, it won't hurt. So it's extremely important. Grant says, so Yoast says, so Neil Patel says, so Brian Dean says, so I read content on this before I recorded this on all those sites, everybody says, so, so I'm going to say so too. site content, site content, site structure and categories, taxonomies, if you will, very important. Let's talk about what you can do this weekend. Here is your homework. Number one, set up proper categories. You do not need 25 different categories for your blog. You need more than two or three. Probably eight to 10 categories is what you want. Pretty much everything that you publish under your blog should fall into eight to 10 bigger categories. For example, for do you even blog? I talk about blogging. The uh, categories I might have might be SEO blogging for beginners. That's going to be one of my new categories blogging tools, uh, how to write better, how to get more traffic, stuff like that. Eight to 10. If you're in personal finance, it might be investing, saving, earning more budgeting, side hustles. Maybe that might be a good one. Eight to 10. Pretty much everything you write should fall under these categories. So go through your site and on a piece of paper, this is actually a really great tip. This is what Grant suggested. Just grab a piece of paper, draw a big box at the top that says, your blog name, whatever that is, do you even blog.com under that draw like five to 10 boxes, however many categories and write them out on a piece of paper. And then under that, if you have subcategories, you can have subcategories, but it shouldn't go any more layers than that. By the way, Yoast recommends three layers max before somebody gets to a piece of content, but go through and write down your eight to 10 categories, delete the other ones, or even better, you know, do three Oh one permanent redirects. If you don't know what that is, please Google it. That could be important. Lest you have lots of broken links on your site. Just go Google Yoast 301 redirect. You can use this from pretty links, a WordPress plugin. I'm pretty sure, or you could just delete it or maybe even rename. I'm not sure about that. Just delete them create new ones. In my opinion, get your categories straight set up, make eight to 10. And here's lesson number two optimize your categories. So make the names of the categories SEO friendly. I have been really bad about this on Do You Even Blog? I had one of my categories, essential tools. Okay, well, Google really doesn't know what that is. Is it essential blogging tools? Is it essential craftsman woodworking tools? I mean, hopefully Google would be a little bit smarter than that, but why leave things to chance? Make your category names keyword friendly, SEO and Google friendly. Write down budgeting, how to budget. I don't know. You choose the keywords yourself, but make them very descriptive of what the content actually is. Again, I'm going to rely on Yoast to help explain this. If your site is a blog and you write several articles about a topic, your category for that topic should be number one in search results. You got it? The category should be the number one in search results. So optimize the category name and add a description. So Most of the time, it's pretty easy to do this in WordPress. You can click on categories and you can type in a description. I think if you use Yoast, which many of you do, you can actually edit that a little bit using templates. If you want to get into it, else I would just go in WordPress. I would click on categories, which is underneath post, by the way, and then change the names, add short descriptions, maybe like 200 to 300 words max of what the category is about. Include some keywords too there if you want, et cetera. Another really cool hack from Yoast, Grant didn't say this, but I thought this was awesome, is to go ahead and put some links in your description to the top two or three best pieces of content in those categories. I think that's an amazing tip, and I'm going through Do You Even blog this weekend and adding those, adding links in my category descriptions. Okay, here is part three of your homework, and you might not even need to do this. No duplicate categories or tags. So categories, tags, and WordPress, they get a little bit confusing. What on earth do we need these for? Yes, Google looks at tags as well. You should not have duplicates. If you're tagging something for how to save money on car insurance, and the category is how to save money on car insurance, that is bad. Google really doesn't know like which one to push to the top of the queues. So... No duplicates and no like duplicates with plurals either. Like how to save money on car insurances, how to save money on car insurance. Okay. That's a terrible example, but you get the point. Uh, just have eight to 10 categories. That's it. And if you have tags, well, you have tags, but they can't be duplicates of the categories. Google has to realize categories are first and foremost, how your blog is split up among subtopics. And the last part of your homework would be to go through your post and make sure that they're pointing to the appropriate categories, right? Right now I'm going to have to do this. And I'm actually pretty fortunate that I don't have a ton of posts. Like I know some of you have, but you want to go back through and make sure that all your posts are appropriately categorized. Once you get your new category set up eight to 10, right? Go back and change that. The good news is you can do that via the quick edit in WordPress. Like you just go in your WordPress dashboard, you click on all posts, and then you can just click quick edit underneath each, each post and change up the categories lickety split. That is it to sum up. Let's go over what I think you should do. This is incredibly important, by the way. I know I emphasized that a little bit already, but Grant and Yoast and all these other huge resources that I've been looking at this morning, they are like really keen on this. Like if you want To be found in Google, which, by the way, you do. Even if you don't do a ton of SEO, that's fine. You need to set yourself up uh, at the onset, at the forefront of you blogging. If you haven't already, do it now. You want to set it up so Google knows exactly what your site is about. Okay, they got it, your personal finance blogger, because they read that in your meta description for your homepage. But they need to know the different subtopics of what you blog about. So if you do decide to target keywords in I don't know, student loan refinancing. If you're a millennial personal finance blogger, Google can look at your site quickly and be like, okay, yes, they wrote 10 different posts on student loan stuff. Uh, They've mentioned student loan in like several of their articles. They have a whole student loan category on their blog. Yes, very, very relevant to this blog's purpose. This piece of content, very, very relevant to this blog's purpose. Boom, bump up the search ranking. So very important. I encourage you all, to go do this. It doesn't really take that much time either. This is a huge, huge fix and very easy one. In my opinion, not very time consuming when you think about all the other things you can do for SEO. So the homework again, organize your blog categories, get rid of them. If you have a ton of them, if they're not appropriately named, you got to rename them. Stick with about eight to 10. If you don't have eight, don't worry about it. If you have five, that's fine. If you have 12 or 13, I mean, maybe that's fine too, but the less you can do, the more Google can appropriately bundle all of your content together and say like, oh yes, this next post would be extremely relevant for this blog's purpose. Bump them up in the search rankings. So number one, reorganize eight to 10 categories. Number two, make sure they are named correctly and make sure they have a description that appropriately describes what the category is about. Bonus points, if you put a link to maybe the top two or three posts in that category, keep people on your site, right? Yoast, by the way, says that a category page should make people want to read more instead of just bouncing from your website. So make it look pretty, make it look good. Make sure there's a title there, an H1 tag, is what will usually happen by default probably, as well as a description and then maybe a few links, etc. Google knows absolutely what your site is about. That's number two. Number three, no duplicate tags or anything. Don't tag stuff with like WordPress plugin, WordPress plugins, plugins for WordPress. Don't bother with that. Just do like one tag, singular or plural, doesn't matter. And then no duplicate tag or categories. Don't have a category that says X, Y, Z and a tag that says X, Y, Z. And then lastly, just go back through your post quickly and make sure they are categorized appropriately. That's it for this episode. That is your homework for this weekend. And by the way, I know we're all adults. Most of us have kids. Most of you aren't going to do that this weekend. At least I don't think you would. I might not even have time myself to do it for do you blog, but I do like the fact of this is important. I'm going to call it homework because I think everybody out there listening to this needs to make sure Google knows what their site is about. That's just like clutch people. This is the future for getting website traffic, search engines, YouTube, Pinterest, Google, all that stuff. They need to know exactly what your site structure is so they can recommend it to relevant readers. That'll become relevant followers and true fans and paying customers to pay you a million dollars a year for your blog. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would just ask that you subscribe to me in iTunes. If you're not already or, you know, overcast or Spotify or Spotify, Spotify, whatever, please subscribe. That is what helps me get my own findability in all the iTunes SEO and algorithms or whatnot, please subscribe. Feel free to leave me a rating and review if you want to, but I'm less concerned about that. Please subscribe. If you would like to see all of the changes I'm making to my own website, I got screenshots as well as notes from today's episode and blog post format. You can go to do you even slash blog. It'll be right there. You can go check out the screenshots, see what I'm doing, see what I'm updating and get some more written tips. And hit me up on Twitter if you ever need anything at DoYouEvenBlog. You You can email Pete at DoYouEvenBlog.com if you so wish to talk with me. And I will see you on the blogosphere. Got some great podcast interviews coming up. Those will be released in a couple of days. And without further ado, we'll see you later. Have a great, great, great weekend, bloggers. I will talk with you soon. Hello, bloggers. A quick note from today's sponsor for the podcast, rockstarfinance.com. So a lot of you already know what this is, but for those of you who do not know about Rockstar Finance, it is the single gathering place for the personal finance blogging community. So they have directories with all the blogs. They have a directory of everyone's net worth. They have just an unbelievable amount of learning material when it comes to personal finance, mastering your personal finances. Of course, every single day of the week, weekdays, at least they have two or three featured blog posts, which are just the best on the internet per the rockstar guys. They're pretty good. They've been doing this for a long time. And it's generally super high quality articles every day. They have an awesome newsletter. And like I said, they have a directory full of the best personal finance books as voted upon by the communities and the personal finance bloggers directories for reading other blogs, seeing their net worth, seeing what they're up to. It's just a gathering place. It's absolutely amazing. Side note, I'd also encourage you to go to rockstarfinance.com and search for the forums. The Rockstar Finance Forums, I'm not sure what the domain is. That's how I would say it on air. You can find it on rockstarfinance.com, though. It's awesome. Go join the forums. Stay in contact with everybody. Everything is absolutely free, by the way. So there's no reason not to go there. Sign up for their newsletter and, yeah, get better at your finances. That's what everyone on that site is dedicated to bringing you. Highly recommended rockstarfinance.com. Excuse me. Rockstarfinance.com. Once again, rockstarfinance.com. Go visit them. If you don't know what that is, please, you can thank me later.